This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. What's up, baby? It's Motes and Euler back for segment number two today. You know, in this new format, I like this thing too, man. It feels, feels kind of groovy. Yeah, that's right. We're not, doing, we're not doing shows. We're doing episodes. Yeah, yeah we're doing episodes. But, but I will say this. You know, while we're in the process of doing this episode, we like our episodes to be very interactive, and we weren't very interactive in that first episode. So what I will ask of you is this, to hit us up on the Twitter.com, because that's the best way to get involved with this thing, man. We want your reaction in terms of Alan Fanica getting into the hall, Bill Nunn getting into the hall. What were your thoughts on it? We want want to hear that. And the best way to do it is to hit us up on the Twitter.com, at TheBody52. TheBody. And at Wesley Euler. The good hair. Yeah, Richard chimed in in the last segment. Um, He said, I cannot wait to be in Canton in August with Steeler Nation uh, with a Steeler Nation party I will be there it's gonna be as a uh, as one of the wide receivers might say lit lit, lit lit but something else is gonna be lit that is happening this week uh-oh are you listening megawatts are you listening power grid Because you have a chance to take part in a special edition of the Steelers Nation Unite Huddle with Hall of Famer Alan Fanica this Thursday, February 11th at noon. It's a live interactive call you can participate in for free. Just visit Steelers.com or the Steelers official mobile app for more information on how to take part in the huddle this Thursday at noon Eastern Standard Time. Look at you. I mean, just laying it all down. I just had to let the people know, man. So, you know how, like, um, if you're working for a – like, you know, for example, I'm an employee of Uh iHeartRadio. Uh-huh. If iHeart's having a promotion like, hey, the weekend's doing a concert at at Uh PPG Paints, win tickets – I can't enter to win that because I'm Correct. I'm an employee. Yes, indeed. Can yes, I indeed. can I do this this yeah, huddle yes, thing? Yes, you can. I think so. And, and, and in fact, I, I hope we're huddling up while we're live. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm, when they said Thursday at, tw- at noon. I said I, I, I hope so. I, I want to have a multicast like one, one camera here, and then we watching this screen over here, and we'll be like live reacting <laughs> to it and everything, man. That, that's what I'm thinking. You know, I, I don't know if your wavelength is what my wavelength was, and then you might even have Batco call in while we doing it and have like a three-way, four-way conversation. You know, you know? what we could do is we could have Batco host Uh-oh. Um, and get Alan Fick, ask, we'll Boom. just have them do all the work for us, and oh, you and man, I can what? just, you know, we'll just, we'll sit just here, collect the check. Just sit here and look pretty and collect yeah, the check. that's it. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're here for moral support. And, you know... Speaking of collecting checks, Arthur Motes, a lot of uh, bonus incentives hit down there in Tampa Bay. Yes, indeed. All because you wanted to say that Tom Brady would never win another Super Bowl. It's all my fault. Would never go to another Super Bowl. I did, yes. I said that a year ago boldly, that Thomas Edward Patrick Brady would never play in another Super Bowl. Arthur Motes, not only did he prove me wrong, he went and won the dang thing. Uh, oh man! In the most, a, a guy who had won six Super Bowls by the skin of his, in the most by epic, three point six epic points fashion. Yeah, it goes and wins this one in just a, a game that honestly was never in doubt. That's maybe the greatest. That's maybe the craziest part of all this, Mozi, is that the Chiefs never stood a chance. Listen, like, think about that. The, the Chiefs, Chiefs never stood a chance. Think, when, when have we said under the Patrick Mahomes era? That the Chiefs didn't score a touchdown. They never stood a chance. It was amazing. I mean, it was a... When have we seen in the Patrick Mahomes era... (laughs) Even when he was in college. Them get beat by this many points. 
I've seen him lose. I've never seen him get blown out. Mosey. I've never seen him get whooped. Top, top to bottom masterclass by Tampa Bay, right? Wow. From 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 the coaches, from the quarterback, from the offense, in the trenches, from the defense, from the top to Everywhere. bottom. Todd Bowles, Bruce Arians, Byron Leftwich. Mas- I mean, absolute masterclass. It was, it was never close. Really. Dude, and, and, and this is the thing, too. So, for me, initially, I did think that the Chiefs would start slow. When they talked about you the, the about visiting the team arriving week, yeah. 48 hours to 24 hours prior to the game, I said, man, I remember the jitters I had going into the AFC Championship. This is the Super Bowl, so you know it's magnified, it's heightened. And talking to guys who played in the Super Bowl, they said, man, literally your first two to three days down there, you're only thinking about, like, everything that's going on, how big of a deal it is. It's the Super Bowl and things like that. But he was like, after that, now you start locking in. So I'm like, man, they're not even going to get that opportunity to get it out their system. Whereas Tampa, being that this is the first year that, you know, they get to actually host it, they were already down there. They were accustomed to it. It wasn't, you know, a, a big deal to them anymore. And they looked more comfortable early on. And then obviously from there, you know, you, you, you talk about how the way this defense line, I mean, not even just defense line, just in the, the, the trenches on both sides of the ball, how the Bucks controlled the line of scrimmage on both sides. When they were on offense, that's, they controlled the, the line. The and then defensively, they controlled the line. That, yeah, it, it, and it always laugh. about Mahomes and Brady. Yeah. And, but the story of the game to me was how the Bucks dominated in mm-hmm. the trenches. But the thing is funny dominated. is this, right? We always talk about football, and every time we're going into a game, we talk about the same things, right? To win the game, you need to what, protect the quarterback. Yep. You need to run the ball. Defensively, you need to rush the quarterback. Stop All right, don't run. give up the big play. No penalties, <laughs> yep. right? We make talk the, about these things. Make the offense predictable. And, yep. and literally, as simple as it is, the execution of it is very daunting at times. Mm-hmm. And when you watch this game, you saw the Bucks literally execute everything. They ran the ball. They protected Brady. They stopped the run, didn't give up the big plays, no penalties defensively, and they rushed the quarterback. Like, it's not a lot that has to happen when you're naming these things. It's a, it's a small checklist, usually five things, Max, that you need to do to get a dub. But you could just see how the Bucks were able to execute it from start to finish. Even when I thought for a second and a third, I was like, okay, the Chiefs had a little bit of success coming out of half, but they still stalled, had to settle for a field goal. Seeing the Bucks be able to come back out there and not take their foot off the gas, but do it with running the ball. Not doing it by, hey, we're going to come out here and throw the ball, you know, 50 times in the second half. It's like, no, we're going to still sprinkle the pass in, but we're going to run this rock at you. It was just a beautiful job, like you said, across the board, man. And, and you got to tip your cap to the coaching staff, man. Bruce Arians, man, they did a phenomenal job getting that team prepared to go. And great job for those players executing it. But you know why they executed it, right? Well, let me guess. It's because the second that Tom Brady came from New England down to Florida, mm-hmm. uh, just everybody in that organization got better. Nah, Even nah. Even the, the chefs got better somehow. Nah. Arthur Boats. Their are, are, food it, tasted better just in Tom Brady's presence. Are you ready for the answer, man? I'm ready. The answer is because they had a starting right guard that went to James Madison University <laughs> by the name of Aaron Stinney. He kept Brady clean. <laughs> The other reason is because they had an extra old lineman who would come in and, you know, field goal situations they to did. protect yep. by the name of Josh Wells, yep. another JMU guy. And because throughout the week they were preparing with great reps in practice by a practice squad guy who was recently signed there by the name of Earl Watford, who was also a James Madison University guy as well. So that's the biggest reason why they were able no to be doubt. successful. And one of those coaches on the Tampa Bay coaching a- a- staff, a- a- exactly. Candy, former Mountaineer. C- come on, I man. Mean- it- it's that simple, man. <laughs>
It's that simple. All right, we, we don't we, we don't have to you know look out uh, you know we don't have to look around for why they were winning. It was those things right there. You get W and Jam you guys on your team, you're gonna have success. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> we cracked the case right there. Uh, if you saw this stat, okay, then this won't be as much fun. But I want you to guess on this for me, okay? Okay. What do you think on the percentage of his dropbacks in the Super Bowl on Sunday, Tom Brady? What percentage of his dropbacks was Tom Brady pressured on? Oh man, probably less than ten percent. Nine and a half. Whoa, seriously? You're good. I wow. Mean, you're good. Did you see this stat? No, did I was you? thinking five. Oh, did you? Um, I was thinking five, but I said five got to be too low. Yeah. Uh, you want to guess what that number was for Patrick Mahomes? Oh no, no, no. with Patrick, it was up there. No, because I I just saw this about sixty percent. Because see, Patrick I saw Mahomes. I saw the stat where they said that Mahomes ran like five hundred. It was like five hundred oh, yards, ninety-seven. Yeah, I think. running yeah. away before he could ever throw the ball, and I saw that, and I was like. Gosh, less so than, I knew it was yeah. crazy. Yeah, less than ten percent of his dropbacks, Brady was pressured. Almost sixty percent of his Mahomes yeah. was pressured. That's that's crazy, man. They man, the Bucks defense dominated the Chiefs. The Chiefs yeah. offensive line that was shorthanded, yes. right? Without both of their All Pro caliber tackles, I believe they were missing a guard as well too. And was oh, it man. a center as well? I th- yeah, or maybe I, it was. A, sorry, yeah, it was, it was a center. center. Yeah, yeah. But the thing when when I thought of this, this similar conversation we've had before, right? Because okay. people were kind of. Not slighting the Bucks, but they were using that as, oh, that's why, because sure, these sure, guys sure. injured. And what have I said numerous times when the Steelers were in similar situations facing backups? I said, it is only a mismatch if you make it a mismatch. Yep. We saw numerous times where we had numerous opportunities where we're facing backups and we didn't make it look like a mismatch. Ah, like maybe that super wild card weekend game at Heinz Field against the ragtag Browns COVID offensive line. I mean, we could go Wait, down the list. Said that? We, who, we, said, who said that? It was numerous. It's numerous instances. We can go down the list. All right. But to me, that was the biggest thing. It said, yeah. man. They did the same thing to the Packers, too. If, absolutely. Back Atari. They if, if, if punished this, the Packers. If this is supposed to be. The advantage, make it look like an advantage. And it did from start to finish. We saw literally the first time Mahomes dropped back. It was like, oh, okay, it's going to be one of those nights then. Like, they're not going to have time to do all this other stuff. And that's the thing when we're talking about, and I always like to bring it back to the Steelers because, you know, we we care about them a lot more than we care about the Bucs and the Chiefs. Obviously. But that's why when we talk about some of these matchups, and it's like, well, this is going to be the backup corner that's going to be out there. Or it's the backup left tackle. Or it's the backup quarterback. You got to take advantage of it. You got to make it look hostile. You got to make it get gory like that for those guys. Because in that second half, man, no tackles didn't stand a chance. By then, no. they knew. By then, you could see they, they had already accepted the fact that it we can't worse. block these guys. Absolutely, it got worse. Like, you're thinking, okay, all right, you know what? If the Chiefs can figure it all out right, here. Right, right. Because it was 21-6 to 6 at halftime, correct? Yeah, no, I thought they scored that twenty-one in the third. No, you're right. It I think it was twenty-one to six at halftime. Yeah, twenty-one to six. Yeah, because they had. Yeah, yeah. Twenty-one to six sounds. She's got the ball back. Right, right. Because so, yeah, because they had just kicked the field goal. And you're thinking like, okay, maybe they'll get hey, a chance. They've been in this situation yeah. before. I, I'm thinking at halftime if they can, fi- if the offensive line can just a little bit better in the yeah. second half, they come out, they score some points. Well, see, golden. you thought that. I it just wasn't said, even close. I said to me, I said, man, if Tyreek does, if Tyreek catches the ball that hits him in the face mask, if Kelsey catches the ball that hit him in the chest. I said, those two touchdowns right there, it's It's a totally different score going into halftime. And then not to mention the two drops that we saw in the second half, you know, they were in the end zone as well. So, I mean, you really saw 28 points just drop. There were opportunities for plays to be made out there for Kansas City. Which is, again, like this is all, it's so surprising. It is. Just everything that we had seen with Kansas City over the last three years vanished. 
with a with a front seven that I mean, my goodness, man. Shaq Barrett and JPP. And how about Vita Vet? I, I always butcher his name. <laughs> like, dude, Ndamukong Sue. Like, those front four. And then you talk about Levante David and Devin White. My God. Motsi, how about Devin White? My goodness. He bought out. He bought out. He I, definitely bought out, man. I think, you know, five years from now when we look back and, and he's a star and, you know, perhaps the best linebacker in all of football – We'll look at this playoff run and say that's when it. Remember how good he was and mm-hmm. and against the Saints and against the Packers and against the Chiefs. That's where it started for Devin White. My goodness, and then <laughs> his running mate might be the best off-ball linebacker in football right now. Seriously, they. I mean, dude, that that front for the Buccaneers just defines problem, man. And they and they feasted on the Saints. They feasted on the Packers. They feasted on the Chiefs. Obviously, rightfully so, a lot of people, I think, will get credit. Not rightfully so, but a, a lot of people, that's just the way football works, will get mm-hmm. credit before the Bucks front. But, right. man, <laughs> they, they just, three straight games, they absolutely feasted. Now, speaking of one of these guys are going to get credit, the guy. Todd Bowles? No, 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 no. That's the, my MVP. The, the main, you sleep. My MVP <laughs> is the guy who won the MVP. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, all, all, all of it worked out well because of that quarterback that was slinging the rock. Obviously, he had the time. He did what he needed to do. Wait, hold on. You telling me Jameis couldn't have gotten that done? <sighs> Look, the roster looked real similar to when Jameis was there. A couple pieces here and there, but the, the big difference is that one that's slinging that rock. That that one that got his seventh Lombardi and fifth Super Bowl MVP. And I had two questions for you. Okay, is this where the is this where the is I, I, got, I got a couple jo- questions. Is this where the jokes come in? Okay. No, no, I just got a couple questions. No, 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 no. I deserve it. I no, deserve no, it. It's no jokes. No jokes. You know me. I can if I can I can stay in the heat. You know so, what so I mean? These, I dish these, it out, but, but these I can are serious questions. These are serious questions. Okay. So the first one is this: As Steeler fans, we always bring up the six rings, right? We always talk about like that's always our rebuttal. Sixburg, Sixburg, right? It didn't matter if you won a ring this year. Cool, we got six. How many does your organization have? That's always our rebuttal. And then, obviously, even last year when the or two years ago when the Patriots tied us, we said, "Well, shoot, it doesn't matter because we got there first, baby." So we still Sixburg. We still got the most of any franchise, right? First to four, first to six. But now Brady has seven by himself. Now Brady has seven total rings, right? More than any franchise in NFL history. More one, than us. One for each day of the week. First to seven on top of it, right? So he was the first dude. He has the most. All these things. Are we still allowed to bring the rebuttal of six rings anymore, or, or do, are we? Go- I mean, I think like if you're if you're if you're talking with like Browns fans and Bengals okay. fans, and we, yeah. we could do it to them. Okay. Yeah, because like, I, I thought it kind of defeats the insane? purpose because it's no different. Like if a team that has two rings, like if the insane. Bucks get up here woofing, like oh well, we got rings, we got we got, like they only got two of them. It's you know, it's a little different. But it's, this man got seven by himself. It's insane. <laughs> like it really is. And I, I get that. Hey, the super like there were championships in the yeah. NFL right before 196. Like the Super Bowl era started well 55 years ago, right? Because this was Super Bowl 55. So I get that it would have been what then 66 was the first Super Bowl. I think mm-hmm. 1966. Um, if I'm doing quick math correctly in my head, plus 50. man, just roll with it. But just roll with just it. Roll yeah, with we don't it. do math here on the show. Absolutely. Um, 55 years ago when there was the first Super Bowl, like. So there's organizations that have more championships, championships than, right. but Super Bowls, dude. It's I mean it's nuts. It's he joins Peyton Manning as the only guy to quarterback two organizations to a Super Bowl, and now he has more rings, more Super Bowl rings himself than the all 32 of the NFL like, franchises. Think about it's, that, bro. 
And he did it during a pandemic year. He did it with no offseason. He just showed up. It's crazy. He just walked on and was like, yo, what's up, guys? Y'all ready to win? All right, come on. They survived at first, right? They went seven and five, and then they had the bye week, and they really started to figure it Think out that they the, won eight the, straight games. The last time they lost was to that same Chiefs team that they went out yep. there and got after. That yep. was the last time they lost. That yep. was crazy. They had their bye week, and they came mm-hmm. back a completely different team. They had finally started to figure it out. Now, that was out. my first question, right? My second okay. one is this second now. One. All right, here we go. Does this make him the greatest athlete of all time? I'm glad Jordan, you asked that, Jordan, Tiger Woods, Phelps. I would love to have this conversation with you, as you are the part of this show that has the decade of NFL experience. I'm just the part with the really good head of hair. Mm-hmm. Mozi, it's hard for me. Uh, is Tom he the Brady, GOAT? Tom Brady, to me, is the undisputed greatest um, winner of all time, champion of all time, all those things. I'm sure I could lay it out there much more eloquently, but you get what I'm saying. But the word athlete is tough for me. And here's why. Again, he's the undisputed greatest winner I've ever seen in my lifetime. But Tom Brady never had to tackle anybody. Tom Brady never had to D anybody up. Tom Brady never had to get a stop. Michael Jordan, you go back and watch. This dude had to D up Clyde Drexler and mm-hmm. Reggie Miller and, Ho- and Isaiah Thomas and Hall of Famer after Hall of Famer. LeBron James has to D up Kevin Durant mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and Hall of Famer after Hall of Famer. Uh, Wayne Gretzky wasn't just out there scoring 200 goals in uh-huh. a season three times. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm with you 200 on points in a season three times, pardon me. He also had to play the full 200 feet. You know, Mario Lemieux wasn't just scoring goals. He also had to get back and stop Cam Neely and the Boston Bruins. But my question to you is this, though. A lot of that which you're saying only talks about the one part of it. It doesn't talk about the preparation that goes into it as well. We already said when it comes to preparing for basketball, when it comes to preparing for hockey, when it comes to preparing for baseball, any of these other sports – it's no real preparation. It's more so if I'm better than you, I'm going to go out there and execute. We might have five things that we have written down as bullet points, but the preparation is nowhere near the same, he nor is, are the plays as impactful across the board so either. I think I agree with you on that, but yeah. I would say that adds to my case. See, because I think it Tom doesn't. Brady is so cerebral. Because it's not, I think I he, think he has to do both, arm. though. He but, he's not but the think most about mobile, this, though, right? right? Jordan wasn't the fastest. Jordan wasn't the, the – he couldn't jump the highest. That's true, but he also uh, okay. won a scoring title and a defensive player of the year okay. in the same season. And all I'm in saying is this. In the same season. Brady has led the league in passing and led his he team has. to a Super Bowl in the same season before. He has. That's, that's not, all I'm saying. He hasn't won defensive player of the year in the same year, too. And, and that's understandable, but but <laughs> we also but we also can relate yeah. to the, yeah, the different yeah. styles of the sports in general. But He's that's my thing. Like, it's just – it's hard for me – in this conversation. Because if we're just talking in terms of just athletic ability, you don't have to be a winner to be a great athlete. We right. could just Bo pick Jackson. whoever, right? Yeah. Bo Jackson. Right. Or, yeah. or yeah, we just pick whichever person we want from an athletic standpoint. Right. We talk about who the greatest player of all time is. Now, you see, could throw a Floyd Mayweather. You could throw like, – it's the co- GOAT, and right? If, you, if you're saying the GOAT in that regard, yeah, yeah. it is Brady. It's That's to what me, I'm saying in that regard. Like, what is the GOAT? Throw, when people yeah. throw the athlete connotation there. Right. Uh, that's where I'm like, it's just tough for me for in football a guy that only plays. Like I would say mm-hmm. the same thing about Lawrence because Taylor. To me, like, I, like to me, know, I like, think quarterback is harder to play because not it, only it do you have to be gifted physically, it which is, you certainly. do because you have to have ball plays, you have to have timing, you have to have touch, you have to have power, you have to be, you know, you have to have moxie, you have to be smart enough to know all this stuff as well. So that's why to me, I'm like, I value that a lot more than a guy that can just. Oh, all right. Well, you were the best at running, dunking, and, and stopping people from running and dunking. All right, that's cool. But could you do this, this, and this as well? Could you, hmm. if I had to take you and say, instead of these four other guys that really 
at times aren't as significant to your success if your success was solely predicated on those guys, which the quarterback position is, could you still be that dominant? Because Jordan, you watched the documentary. Jordan talked about it, man. Shoot, it was times I didn't even care what my teammates did. I will make sure we nice. Brady don't have that luxury. Brady can't say, I don't care if these guys block for me up front. Hmm. Brady can't say, I don't care if that guy runs the right route. Brady can't just say, I'm going to just take the ball and just do what I want offensively and then guard the best player defensively and make us, you know, will our way to a win. In basketball, you could get away with that. If basketball was 11 on 11 and these guys really had more significant roles, you see how it changes a little bit. So that's why I'm just like, I don't think it's as easy as people make it sound, you know, when we when we break it down to just no, that's fair. this that, versus again, that. It's, yeah. it's, and, and I don't, you know, I'm not like completely, oh, I'm 100%. Like, right, right. It's, it, it's just the, the, the team sport, the true basketball, hockey, baseball, right, right. soccer, lacrosse, whatever, where you have to play the full court, the full ice, the full, full field. Yeah. Um, but you make a good, I mean, dude, he, he's so, so, and that's, I, I don't know. I feel like in a lot of ways, like when I talk about how Brady has done it so cerebrally, cerebrally, mm-hmm. cerebrally, <laughs> right? Like he didn't necessarily, like Peyton Manning had a better arm. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers was more athletic, okay. right? Like, but then now that I'm when I say those things as an argument, I almost think to myself, yeah. well, it's kind of maybe you could say it helps his case because I'm like you, you you weren't even the most at least with like when I think right. of Jordan versus LeBron, right. the reason why I still like at times side with Jordan because I'm like Jordan wasn't the 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 biggest fastest just physical specimen that LeBron that is. That would be LeBron James. Whereas like yeah. LeBron, it's like, dude, yes, you're great, and, and I respect, I appreciate. You know, I'm a Bron fan, but when I think I'm like, bro. You He's have a competitive <laughs> advantage just by what your genes are. Whereas a guy like Jordan, he didn't. He was still gifted, but he wasn't to that extent. When you talk about Brady, it's like but he's is that gifted. Part of the athlete conversation too is but having see, I, a lot I, of that. But, God-given but to me, stuff. I think that benefits the guy that is just. Or excuse, me, I think it benefits the guy that was more productive but wasn't as gifted. Allen because Iverson. exactly because it's like. AI, you dropped 60 at 6'1". Anto- I like that Antonio a lot more. Brown. Exactly. The, exactly, yeah. As so, opposed to Megatron exactly, or, or like, like So Jones. that's why, to me, when I think of it, I'm like, no, that's a good point. I think that benefits these guys. That's because if you, if I know you're, be- you're a better athlete, you're more gifted, but I still won more than you, I put up better numbers than you, I was the more productive player, more impactful, had the longevity, shoot, no, that a, makes me look way – it uses that really against you. Yeah, It is. No, it's, it's funny how you can almost take those things and you could argue them either direction. Either way, right. Just it's depending crazy, on how cynical man. you want to be or how – I will say, though, for Tom Brady, Motsi, what to me I think is the most impressive thing I can say about him is since he's had five rings, right, since they – that would have been the Atlanta, the comeback yes, Super the Bowl. 20, yeah, 28-3, right? 28-3. Yeah. Which, my goodness, nuts! To come back in that game to get to be to become the only quarterback to have five rings, the first and only quarterback to have five rings to do it like that. Since then, Brady has been on the top of Mount Everest in the football mm-hmm. world by himself. He went and won six. He just increased the gap. <laughs> he went and won seven. He just increased the gap. Right? Like that boy Michael, said, I'm a flex on the whole league. Michael <laughs> Jordan was always chasing. Bill Russell and Magic Johnson and Larry Bird, right? Wayne Gretzky was chasing Maurice Rocket Richard. Mm-hmm. Lemieux was chasing Gretzky. Like, uh, but Brady James, chased in Montana for a little while, though. He, he, Brady was chasing Montana for a little while. No, 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 he was. Yeah, but yeah. Not since, I'm talking since oh, he got since, five. since he got five. Got you. Um, Tiger Woods chasing Jack in the 18 yeah. majors forever, right? right, right. Um, I mean, the the list. Uh, LeBron James right now is still chasing Michael Jordan. 
dude, for five years, Tom Brady has had no one to chase, and he's yeah. still getting it done. Crazy, that, to man. me, is insane. That, that's maybe the most impressive thing that I can say. Tiger still had someone to chase down. Mm-hmm. Michael Phelps was still chasing Where down. Where do you find motivation the, uh, when right. you've already accomplished every goal that you wanted to accomplish, man? He been, I mean, yeah. Tom Brady's the Beatles, man. He's been on the top of the yes, he's been on the top of the charts for five years, and he's still pumping out hit after hit after hit. That's Insane, impressive. Man. It's one Insane. thing. To, it's one thing to get to the top of the mountain. It's one thing to be on equal footing with some of these guys. Mozi, he just all he does is continue to extend his lead. He continues to get further up the mountain and, and turn around and look back, and nobody else is 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 close. I mean, no question, man. It's nuts. It, it, that's the most impressive thing that I can say for him. Yeah. All these other greatness people in our era and you and I lifetime, LeBron's had something to chase. Yeah. Tiger Woods has had some. Michael Phelps, Sidney Crosby, wherever you want to go, had something to chase. Barry Bonds had something to chase. I mean, Brady hasn't had that for like five, six years, and he's still winning. It's oh, nuts. Man. H- historical on his part, man. Historic season by them as a whole. But something else that happened in the Super Bowl that was historic as well, man. And I want to tip our cap to these guys, man. Oh, yes. Absolutely. I thought I was you were going with the halftime show. Oh, here, no, 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 no. Halftime show, we, 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 we can talk about that. But now, right now. Man, I really want to tip my cap, though, to Bruce Arians here, man. Obviously, the former Steeler. Man, um, Super Bowl champ now. <sighs> The thing that, that that I love though about him was when you look at the staff that he had, I, and you might have heard this, you know, a little bit by a guy like Ryan Clark, former Pittsburgh still, who really brought it to everyone's attention. But he talked about just how diverse this coaching staff was. Something that we've never seen before, honestly, man. Three of the major coordinator positions were all held by minorities, right? Todd Bowles, the defensive coordinator, Byron Leftwich, the offensive coordinator, Keith Armstrong, your uh, special teams coach, and then your assistant head coach slash run game coordinator is Harold Goodwin. And then to add to that already very diverse group right there, they have two full-time women assistant coaches as well, man. In terms of uh, Lori Locus, the assistant D-line coach, and Meryl Javadifar. I think I said that right. Ja- I think you did. That's impressive. Javadifar. Ja- Javadifar. And she's the assistant strength and conditioning coach. And when I'm just looking at this list, I'm like, dude, to see that in today's NFL where there isn't you, – you don't get full-time women assistants. You don't have a full minority group of coordinators. It's significant. You know, and I do think it's important to acknowledge their differences because they are, right? That's what makes them minorities. That's what makes them stand out, right? That's what has been talked about, whether it's been positive or negative. But the fact is that it does make them different. But not only that, we also have to respect their accomplishments, respect how productive they were as well. So I do think, like I said, it's important to acknowledge the difference that they have, but mm-hmm. at the same time, just say, like, look, man, this is beautiful to see that it doesn't matter women or men. It doesn't matter your color. It doesn't matter where you're from. If you can do the other job and you get the opportunity, man, this is a prime example of what can happen. And especially, too, right? Think I outside think, the box. This is a prime example of that, man. I think it proves, too, right, just diversity in general is mm-hmm. a benefit. Absolutely, it, it, man. Like if you're if you're closed, the different if perspectives. You're, if you're closed off from that, you're only hurting yourself. Absolutely, yeah. man. And for those, and because initially when this came out, people, you know, obviously like to go with the route of, well, why does it always have to be about color? Maybe he just hired these guys, you know, just willy nilly. It just happened, and that was very much and very quickly put to rest because he was very intentional. He said that numerous times that he wanted to make sure that he went after minorities, coaches that weren't going to get these opportunities. He wanted to make sure that he came back and gave them that. Mm-hmm. So the fact that it was very much intentional and the fact that he went on record to say that, man, that's a huge, huge thing, man. Not only for these guys right here, but 
think about how many other minorities are going to be inspired by this. Think yeah. about how, how many other women are going to be inspired by this. Not only, you know, those that we name, but you also had Sarah Thomas, who became the first woman to yeah. officiate a Super Bowl. Cool. And, and and not just on a, well, because you're a woman, take the, get the opportunity. No, to get to the Super Bowl, the referee, you every week, the way it works for them, oh, choosing the officials, and, yeah. they are critiquing you every game. Calls you made, calls you missed. At the end of the regular season, they're going to tally up, okay, who has the highest scores. Then from there, they're going to take it to the playoffs. Do the same process. If you made the call was right, if you missed the call, they still going to dock you. It's like the SATs, Absolutely. You, 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 you don't get a pass because you didn't answer the question. No, no, no. If you ain't blow that whistle you should have, we're going to dock you for that. But to, to, to excel from the playoff part mm-hmm. to make it to the Super Bowl because of your qualifications, huge. Man, me having two daughters, this is awesome to be able to be like, hey, babe, look. Yep. You could do that if you wanted to. You could be a part of the Super Bowl. Oh, look, look. You see those those coaches right there? Oh, they're women as well. You could do that if you wanted to as well. To me, man, shout That's out to Bruce cool. Arians. Shout out to the NFL for this, man. Big time tip of the cap, man. Without a doubt. And pretty cool for Bruce Arians too, right? Because of all that, I mean, he gets – how many people get to have the pinnacle of their career at mm-hmm. age 68? Crazy. Think, think about Crazy. reaching the pinnacle of your career, everything that you've striven for for decades and decades at age 68. You talk about – gratification absolutely that's got to be pretty nice for bruce arians and for his family absolutely man so like i said big time tip of the cap to the whole bucks organization but more importantly man bruce arians for that but when we come back you know speaking we, of coaching you know, hires you know we got to talk about but we got coaching hires here we also had some troubling news as it pertains to the nfl honors and a certain individual mm. not winning defensive player of the year oh yeah yeah we're gonna definitely have to oh, talk about that reaction we're gonna have to talk this. about that so make sure you know on the twitter.com my mega watch my power grid Share your thoughts a little bit, man, about this whole news with uh, a certain individual by the name of Watt, first name TJ, <laughs> not getting defense player of the year. On, you know, the Twitter.com, at TheBody52. TheBody. And at Wesley Euler. The good hair. And we're going to get to that when we come back. This is Molson Euler on SNR.